so glad to be back here. This is such a great uh, sending place. And I just wanted to talk today about uh, uh, what 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 I've been doing since I've, uh, I've left here. So I just when I when I was when I was here like this place it it made a big impact in my life just meeting with Paul and just um just actually getting to know people like deeply. Like I've had a lot of friends that come we have a big family but I never just I never been able to get to know people like spiritually and just open myself up to people like I, I like you are able to do here so I just so I'm uh, happy to see everyone here and just man I can I can it's just amazing I can still feel just a strong presence of the Lord in this uh, room today like it's it's great like I want to keep coming back but at the same time the Lord wants me doing something else so but uh, I before before I started coming here I I, I was just going through. I was. I was. Uh, get, I was really involved in North in, at a church, North Heights, and doing like the youth stuff, and and then. But I just. I wasn't plugged in with anyone really in my age, and and then I, I met uh, Gabe, Paul's son, and and we started a. We started getting a guys group together, and then Paul came in, and he asked us, "You guys want to try something crazy?" You're like, all right, Paul. What do you want to do? Let's start a church at my house. All right, let's do it. Yeah, all right. It's like we can meet girls there. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And uh, so, and then uh, so we just—I don't even know. It was, it was so much fun just uh, seeing this place uh, grow and and uh, just meeting with Paul every week. And I just want to share with uh, like what the things that Paul has shared or help me with like i i just want to pass some of that on to you guys right now but i'll just uh, start with some prayer right now uh, lord i thank you so much for uh making just uh, safe places like this lord places where we can grow where your presence is here and you can feel it without even uh without even trying lord i thank you so much for just how real you are Lord, I thank you how real you are when we're when we're away from here, when we can't feel you. I thank you for being with us even when uh, we're not we're not feeling your presence, Lord. But I thank you so much for just those moments like tonight, where your your presence just is uh, pouring, is just uh, moving through this room, Lord. And I thank you so much for uh, lifting us up, Lord. And I said uh, you guide my words today, Lord. I said it's uh, not about me, it's about uh, you, Lord. I thank you so much for. I just uh, changing my life and uh, continuing to change my life. And I'm so excited for what you're doing with me, and Lord, I'm so excited for what you're doing with each person in this room. Lord, I ask that you uh, you just work in people's lives tonight. Lord, I ask that you encourage them and strengthen them tonight. Lord, to move on, move beyond uh, their comfort zones. Lord, where you can uh, move. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well. When I, when I was coming here, I was I was meeting with Paul in the mornings. I'm, I'm a morning guy. I was kind of forced into it by my work schedule, like I've had. So over over the years, I turned into a morning person. And Paul's a he's a morning guy too. So we were meeting in the mornings, and uh, at first it was, it was a bunch of guys, and I, I was more comfortable with it at first, just being a bunch of guys together, because I I just had to. I guess I get I didn't I need to get to know people a little bit more before I start sharing a lot with them and and then after a while I just started I started feeling comfortable with Paul Work it's shared just one on one with him and 
and I, I was I, I've known Paul for a while just I, I, from a distance just seen him at things and I thought like man what is this huge man of God doing with a bunch of people like us and, and like what's he do day to day like I've seen him at conferences and stuff like what's he doing and it's pretty simple like what, like it was, it was amazing like just getting into word every morning and and, and meeting with him he just uh, pushed into me just Mike what do you were you getting in a word every morning? And then I'd be like, no, Paul, I didn't. Then we get it together like the next week and like, Mike, are you, how'd it go this week? And you're like, oh, yeah. I slept in a little bit. I didn't do it. I had something going on. I was, <laughs> then it'd be like a month later and it's finally, before I went in there, it's like, he's going to ask me again. He's, <laughs> he's consi- I, I started to realize he's consistent. And so then I started doing it. And at first I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Like it was hard. I I wanted to sleep. I wanted to do something else. And but then, man, it, it took it took me about three months. Where now, like I gotta get up early. Like I just got married uh, six weeks ago. And my wife is here, Sarah. Oh, there you are. You made it in the room. Like it's even it's even it's even harder for me to get up now early, but. <laughs> But I'm glad. So it's good. Like I just want to encourage you to get into that uh, habit right now. Before, if you're not married, just uh, to get get to know the Lord before I get married. Because it's there's uh, it's a it's a beautiful it's beautiful being married, but it's it's also a distraction from uh, the Lord if you don't have that already. <laughs> a good distraction. <laughs> but Paul, Paul, he just getting listening to the Lord with the journal open and and just reading the Word. See. So and then just sitting there with my eyes closed or just looking out over over the trees in my front yard. I had a chair that I'd usually always sit in or I could look at the trees and I'd just be like, Lord, what do you talk to me? Like say something and like I half the time, like I don't know if he's saying anything or if it's just me writing something. But then you know, then you you, you journal it, you save it something, then you start seeing like over the months and over the years you start seeing just this consistency of the Lord speaking through some of your own junk that's mixed in there. But then you see like a paragraph where it's like, there's the Lord speaking to me. He's just speaking to me consistently. Man, he just loves you so much. Like he loved me. I didn't I didn't realize just how deep his love was for me until I until I took that time just over and over to just get filled with his love and and uh like so I, I was coming here and I was just getting filled up and I was getting filled and just meeting so many great people and then uh, Paul at a meeting was just talking about how he you know he didn't he didn't count on this place being a place where people are just gonna stay, he wanted people to move out. And he helped me just get involved in some mission trips through here and it was it was amazing, but then he's like what like he's planning on other people doing something else. So I, I was I was excited like, I thought, all right, I'm going to start a church. So I'm going to do the same thing exactly that Paul's doing at my place. And and then I didn't do anything for like three months after I left here. And I was so frustrated. But I just continued getting in the Word and and just just kept with consistency every morning. It sounds so boring, but it's so it's just it changed my life. Like just just getting to know the Lord's voice and just getting to know what He wants to do in my life and just so I can hear His commands when He does want me to do something and like even when I was driving even even when I was driving a car like there'd be times like I usually take the same way to work every day in the same way and then I'd be like Lord you want me to take a different way I mean take a left here instead of taking a right and all right so I try it and then then 
it wouldn't seem like anything, but I'd do it. And uh, and then uh, ended up just putting putting trying out some uh, different things. And I ended up getting plugged in with a Big Brother organization. I just felt like I wanted to get going with something that's outside of the church that I get could touch someone's life that never would never go to church. So I signed up for that, and I'm glad I was like I already had some experience with the Lord before I got involved in there because it's just a different feeling than like coming here just even though they're helping people it's a good organization but it just doesn't have the presence that the Lord has but if you have it in you you can bring it there you don't have to it doesn't have to be a Christian organization but if you have the Lord with you and you have that that strength in the Lord or when you're at that place of just uh, immaturity where you don't I need believers in my life. Like I still meet with guys, but if you don't need it, where everyone in the room is going to believe, or like you, it's it's fun for me. It was fun because I could. I felt like I was finally flexing my spiritual muscles. Besides, just like in a weight room, looking at the rest of the Christian guys in the room, like look at me, look at how I can speak in tongues. Let's hear you. Like it's it's more. I'm like I got to use this stuff now. Like this is a this is a game field. So I, I started meeting with this kid. He's like 10 years old, and it's like, what am I going to do with this kid one-on-one? <laughs> and so, like, what? What's? how is this going to start a church? Like, what's this going to do? And and so it was fun. We just, you know, we, I, I was, I had to sacrifice my time. I had to, once a week, I'd meet with this kid, and we'd go uh, for shoot baskets, or we'd go do something else, like go get pizza, or go to a, uh, Timberwolves game. All the Timberwolves are doing good to get a lot of free tickets to the Timberwolves game. So that worked out nice. I lost a lot of Timberwolves games the last couple of years. And uh, and then, you know, we were just kind of, I was just kind of going through the motions with this and just like it, still doing my every morning, like, Lord, what are you doing through this? What are you and, But I wasn't really pushing a kid with anything, like uh, pushing, like, Lord, do you know the Lord or go to church? I was just like, I'm not going to, just going to hang out with him. And uh, and then and then in, de- in December they had to have it every year. They're they're trying to raise money for Big Brother because they're not getting as much uh, financing now. So they, they had to find someone to do an interview, and, and someone else canceled. So they asked me and my little, "What are you guys doing today? We got this guy from Pioneer Press coming, and he needs to do an interview, a story about someone." And we thought you guys would be good. So we met at uh, he got interviewer from Pioneer Press called me up and we. He asked me, where do you guys want to meet? He's like, oh, how about our hangout, Burger King. So we go to Burger King a lot. <laughs> uh, so we met there, and uh, and I found out that this kid's uh, dad was in prison. He's in prison for 10 years. He was 10 years, the kid was 10 years old. And uh, he was in there for uh, murder. But he was, a, his dad signed him up for this program. And so I, uh, like, so then after that, there's an article in the paper about us, and and uh, and this and then the kid's dad started writing me like he is through the organizations because he wanted to keep it separate from me, and he just want oh, I'm sorry. So he he just want he just emailed me or just uh, sent a letter saying you know thanks for hanging up with my kid like you know I appreciate it. And uh, so we started writing back and forth for a while, just about just life, what it's like for him in there, and what it's like for me in there, out, out 
outside, and I thought my, my life's a lot better. It's way better. And it, but uh, it, so it's just interesting. It was interesting just hearing how he was just just in his letters. He sounded different. But I still never when I wrote to him, I never said like bless you or in God's name, Mike or something like that. Or I just kept it open. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't want. I didn't. I, I didn't really. I just want to keep. I didn't. I wanted to start my church. So and I, I wanted to start. So I was just focused on the Lord. And uh, so I was just like, this. He's not gonna do anything here. But I'm just gonna. So I don't. I didn't want to get distracted with this guy. But uh, we ended up meeting a couple. Of, then I. Then uh, he asked if I'd come and meet him. So I went. I went and met him in uh, in the prison. And right, like right when I saw him, like he. I knew there was something different about this guy. Like, there's all these other guys in this waiting room. It's like a room this size, and there's guys that are humongous and super tough. That is, there's just as many people in there, but there's all these humongous dudes in there, and it's really there's like there's a lot of just evil and, yeah. and darkness in the room. Outside, okay. Yep. Okay, but then this guy that was uh, the guy that I was meeting with, like he just had this shining light on him, and. And right when he saw me, he just started, he's like, man, I'm so thankful. I've been praying for someone to get involved in my son's life. And he started telling me how it just, how he just, he screwed up in his life. And now he's finally just, he's been praying for the Lord to bring him some, someone into his kid's life for just help all the mistakes he made. And, and I got to be that guy. It was, it was awesome. And then after I met him, I... Like, I wasn't going through the motions with this kid anymore. Like, I was like, hey, let's go out twice a week. Let's go. There's something that's not free. I'm buying it. Like, let's go. Like, I got a, now, like, I got a big brother in a, in a prison, so I think I got some street cred now. So I felt, I was feeling a little tougher. Like, man, it was, it was so awesome. And, and so he, and his, uh, his dad got out of his, his dad just got out of prison like uh, four months ago, and uh, when he got out, he's uh, I, I was at yeah I know he was asking me like or I asked him like who we've been talking to now I was like just you and my parents and my kids and I was like man like I all I did is meet I met him at prison twice and I talked to him on the phone probably a half a dozen times and but like he. He, he just said like the people I was with before like he didn't want he's trying to stay away with from them. and I've been doing some research a little bit on just studies and on prison and like 90% of the people that come out of prison go back in and the 10% that don't they have a job and they have friends that that aren't in prison so like I, I it's just it's just pushing me to stick with this guy just to, it's it's been hard to just to meet up with him lately but it's just it's just been encouraging to me just seeing how how God uses you when you just you're not uh, you, you, when you're open but you don't you don't really have to do anything but the Lord uses you as long as you can hear His voice and even when you can't hear His voice like he he'll he'll push through your uh, hard skull and he'll use you and then uh, another thing I was I was doing is I, I signed up for this. Uh, chaplain program at church so I've been meeting with people at uh, prison like I, the first time I did it I went in to this uh, hospital and there's this old lady old grandma actually she uh, used to live here she's one of the original people that lived here and uh, so I told her like, I'd be going to your house like, uh, quite a bit and I prayed with her and it was like oh that's pretty easy and then 
and then it was about nine months ago I got called to visit this kid. He's about 24 years old, and he's a he's a professional rapper, and he's he could break me like with his two fingers. Like he's just humongous guys, and I, when I walked in the room, I thought he was gonna kill me. And like he's just humongous. He looks so tough. He had so many tattoos that were so mean and and green. None of them were butterflies. They're all, I think they're all self-inflicted tattoos he put on himself. Like those kind of tattoos hurt bad. But uh, the last two chaplains, the ones that went that were worked with the church that were. I paid ones. He he kicked him out of the room, and so I went in there. And was like, all right, I'm just gonna walk in here, and I'm just gonna. He likes cars. I'm gonna talk about cars. So I talked about cars for with him for like a couple months, and and then he helped me out. I had some stuff wrong with my car, so he helped. He, and when I visit him at the hospital, I tell him what's wrong with my car, and he helped me out with that. So I was just making a connection with him and. And then over the last couple of months, he, he has uh, uh, leukemia and he has cancer, so he had a bone marrow transplant. And at the bone marrow transplant, he just started cycling way down, and he, his uh, health just started dropping, and he went into a coma. And so that's when I started. And then his parents, they asked me if I'd start coming in and just praying with him and while he's in a coma. So that's when I started praying with him. So I'd go in there and just he was he was sleeping. But we'd pray over him, like we'd anoint him in oil, and like the stuff I learned from Paul here, just praying over people. Like I, I didn't know what to do, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna use what Paul taught me. So I got to so do something, and here it is. So I just keep praying over him, and uh, I, I remember driving in there, and some days I'd drive in, and I'd have one like K102 or Cities 97, and and all of a sudden, like, the Lord would speak through one of those weird songs, and I'd just start bawling, and like, man, something big's going to happen here. Like, the Lord's going to do something huge. Like, I'm, I could just feel like the Holy Spirit goosebumps, and it felt like I had a uh, legion of angels behind me. Then I'd walk in a room, and it's like, all right, this guy's getting healed. Like, I'm going to just pray for healing. Like, I walked in there, just storming in, like, just waiting for the nurses to leave the room, and his parents would call me in and to start praying, so I'm going to pray down to heaven. And, and then I'd walk in there, and and then i get I get there and, and ask the Lord, all right, what do you want me to pray for? And then i pray for the parents. Oh, that they have peace and that... Uh, they have enough money to pay for parking, and and give them some money to pay for parking. It's like, then I, then I laughed and like, what? I didn't get to do. I like, I get to hear all these people on TV and everyone's praying for healing, and I got to. I was kind of disappointed, honestly. I was like, what is all that Holy Spirit? Why did He fill me up just for that? Then I go there another time, and and I'd I'd listen to just some, some heavy metal. Just because I like, I don't want to go here. Like, I I, I could have got something else, and I so I'm just gonna go to the church or the hospital real quick and visit this kid in a coma and get it over with. And I go in there, and and the Lord just pours over me like He just pours over just His His presence, and I'm just I I can I can barely even pray because because he, He's just working in my heart. Like he, so, I just I just started praying uh, scripture, a lot of psalms for this kid, because I, I was just I just be at a point where like I I can't even think, cause I'm just so overwhelmed by his presence. Like there's like it, it's just just work just working for the 
the Lord. Like that's that's what it felt like it was for me. Except, except sacrificing like my. I had I had learned to sacrifice my goals, like my like of seeing this kid, seeing this kid get healed. I had to sacrifice uh, my time. Like it doesn't seem spiritual. And I had to sacrifice some money and and uh, I'd, it it like it, it didn't feel like day to day. Like I didn't feel like I was doing something spiritual. Like I felt like I'm I was dying. Like I, I'm struggling. I want to go home and watch the NHL. I want to go do something else. Drink a beer. I don't want to go to that church and meet with this kid. But uh, like I just kept doing it. Like I felt like like the Lord. He loves you. He he just wants to pour everything into you. He's your father, but at the same time, he's your king. Like he's your he's your boss. So as as I was getting ready for this, like I I was thinking about before when it first. Uh, Start getting going. Like I'm still struggling. Like I'm not perfect. Like I got a long way to go. But like this, a pastor asked me to paint a room at church, and and I work construction. So I was like, oh yeah, but I work concrete. It's a little bit different than painting. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll knock it out. So I got going. I started painting it, and I left halfway through because I didn't know what I was doing. I made a mess in this guy's place. He never called me back to serve him in another way. Like yeah, this was eight years ago, but. After that, I, I've never done a thing for him since. I've wanted to. I wanted to make up for it, but I was weak. Like I didn't. It was a lot of work to paint it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't see the job through. So I've just learned over the years. Just to, if someone gives me a task, I got to think about it. Can I do that? And then if I, as soon as I agree, like I got to get it done, like one way or the other. And it doesn't. It doesn't feel spiritual all the time when you're working for the Lord. Like you don't always get those goosebumps in at the moment where you don't think you're going to get it. You get wham, you get hit by him hard. <laughs> but uh, but I end up, you know, I was praying with this kid for a long time, and then I was praying with his uh, parents a lot, and uh, the kid's uh, mom or dad died, and he was he was not a Christian, and they asked me to do the funeral. I'm not a pastor, and so I called the church and that see if. I could get out of doing a funeral. I'm like, no, you don't have to be a licensed pastor to do the funeral. Like, there's nothing about it. Only weddings. Anyone can uh, officiate a funeral for anyone. So, so I, I before I I made that call, I agreed that I'd do it. And then after I, I was I was frantic and I thought, what am I doing? So I was trying to get out of it, but I couldn't get out of it. So the day before, I met with this other guy. Who's been uh, mentoring me now? So there's two people mentoring me. Like Paul mentioned me, someone else mentored me. So like mentoring is key. Like mentoring is important. It doesn't have to be the same person your whole life. But uh, so he, I called him up. He's like, Todd, I'm doing a funeral tomorrow. I need some help. I don't know what I'm doing. And thank God he met with me. I had no clue what was I, I was gonna do. He gave me just a basic outline. Like I didn't realize like the people at the funeral home were gonna look to me for like what's gonna happen. Like, I thought I'd walk in there, someone else would tell me what to do. So thank God like this like the Lord put someone in my life that could help me out with something like this. And at the funeral there was probably ten people there. And none of them were Christian and but I just felt like in uh, talking with Todd who was mentoring me and uh, just praying about it, like just pour uh, just speak the scripture, just speak it out. And everyone left. Five people went to the uh, 
the funeral afterwards and then that, or the burial and after that everyone left like it was gone like it was a quiet <laughs> it was so nice like it was super easy that way but then uh the uh, pastor that I was working for at North Heights, she told me like that's that, that was just practice or something else. Like the Lord gave an easy one to get you ready for another one. I didn't know what she was talking about. So, so like so I started meeting with the kid. Or I kept I this was then the kid just kept spiraling. That was in the hospital. He kept getting worse, and I came down to the last week and and like I started when I go in a room, I just I just feel. Like this, I could feel like the Lord's presence in this in the room, and and uh, their parents called me in a, on a Saturday, and they said uh, Justin's awake, his 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 eyes are open right now. You got to come in, and so we uh, we prayed with them, and we prayed with them uh, through blinking. Like, can you, can you hear me? Then he blinked twice, and and then I just asked, Do you want to pray for the Lord coming into your life? Could you hear us when we're praying? I asked him two questions, and he, you know, it's like, slow down, one at a time. So I asked him, could you hear us when we were praying? Then he blinked, so he could hear us, and we kind of waited to make sure it wasn't fake that he was going to blink again twice, so he did. Then we asked him again, do you want you want us to pray with you right now? And he blinked, and I was waiting for him to blink again, because he's kind of goofy, he kind of, he he messes with you, like he, he, he's a joker, he's really funny, he's a great guy, but he didn't. So I was like, all right, we're good. Wow! After six months, he wants the Lord to come into his life, and and so we we pray him and his father and I we prayed over him and oh we anointed him and asked for the Holy Spirit to come in his life and just for the Lord just to cleanse his heart and uh, just just kept just asking for him to just to see how deep and how wide and how long that the love is uh, that the Lord has in love for him and and he accepted the Lord and uh, about four days later he went. You know, you start after those. I'm sorry, I got to back up. The next day was Mother's Day, and his mother, like a month ago, month before Mother's Day, asked for uh, she asked for him to smile the whole day for Mother's Day because he hasn't been able to do anything, and he smiled all day for Mother's Day. And then the next day, uh, he just he went down hard, like his health went way down. Like I don't, I wish I knew all the medical terms, but at the same time, I'm glad I don't because it, it would have distracted me from uh, just what I was supposed to do there and so I just I started going in the room I just I just uh, I could feel the Lord the presence of the Lord in the room but at the same time I could just feel like his spirit was leaving him I could just see like his his face was starting to lose expression and and he ended up uh, I, I went in on that Thursday night and I left knowing like in the morning that I was going to have to go there and and uh, uh, probably just help be with the family as he's dying. So on the way in, I I picked up some I, I picked up some cupcakes. On the way in, so I was hoping like, man, I hope maybe he's getting better. Like uh, that's what, that was my prayer as I was getting ready. I was like, he's gonna get better, Lord. I know he's gonna get better. That's what me and my, his parents have been praying about. Like that's what we wanted. We wanted him to get better. And when I got there. His his mom, who was a rock, she was just bawling. So I, I I took the cupcakes and I gave them to the nurses and I was like, hey, thanks for taking care of this kid the last six months. Can you put this in a break room? So it didn't seem like the right time to bring cupcakes in a room. And uh, and so I just went in a room and just had to listen to his mom just 
a question like, I mean, we, like she looked at me like, you and me, we've been praying for him to get healing. Like, where's God in this? And I was wondering, what do I say right now? Like, how do you answer this question? She kind of started yelling and screaming at, where's God? Why is he not taking care of my baby? So I, so I gave her a hug. And I just let her cry. I, I didn't know what to say. Like, I knew he's in here, but what do you say at that moment? So I just uh, held her, and, and uh, her, his friends started coming in. They're all really rough guys, and they're all... I, other times I see him, I went to a benefit dinner or a benefit rap session, or they're rapping. It was some hard, hard rap. It was like every other word was F, 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 F. Or every word was. Like, it was... <laughs> And it made sense somehow. I mean, it's a lyrics. I don't know, but but uh, these guys they're just melting. They're just dying as they're coming in. They're just crying and bawling and just saying their last goodbyes to him. And he's 24 years old, and he had it. He had this amazing uh, voice, and he 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 had a gift for for music and for uh, just meeting people. And he was dying. He died that morning at 10 a.m. But uh, so. Uh, so they looked to me, and the, the pastor, there's a chaplain at all at all hospitals. He, right before all the families there, all the friends they asked, he pulled me aside outside. He's like, you you know this family a lot better than I do. He's like, can you pray instead of me? He's like, you want me to pray at this kid's deathbed with his family here and all his friends? He's like, all right, I'll do it, whatever. He's like, all right, so I pray, I pray with his family, and uh, I, I just started bawling. And it, like, I just... I got, I got, I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> so, and and I get out of the room. It's like, man, that is not the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to be all put together, and you're supposed to have it. You're supposed to be strong when you're praying, and when you're when you're uh, walking as being the Lord speaking for him. I was just bawling the whole time, and I just felt weak. And then that that guy, that chap, the hospital chaplain, pulled me back, and he's like, "Man, I've never, I haven't cried in 20 years for someone when they died. But like, I cried while you're praying. Like, he started saying, like, thank you. Like, you brought life back into me. Like, why? Did, and he was asking me, where did you get that life? Like, where do you get that? It's like, what? You're a chaplain at a church hospital. Like, you work here. You, you're a pastor. You, I'm just a guy that comes here every once in a while. I work construction and I spit a lot and I smell. Like, how, how should I? Why are you asking me? It's like, I, it's like, I got, like, I, I, I love the Lord. He loves me. Like, he, I guess he must have, like, he, he, he's got a heart for this kid and he's showing it through me, I guess. I don't know. And then he was like, he did this and he just left. Oh, thanks. Thanks for sharing. And there's some paperwork over here <laughs> that you should go through with the family. So then he, I ended up having him do the paperwork. I didn't want to do it. But uh, so then they asked me to do this, the funeral. And I was like, this kid has got a following. He's got. So is that uh, North Heights? I met with the family beforehand. What do you want to do? And the mom was like, still like pissed at God. So she's like, don't talk about God. And the dad is like, God is 
in control. He, I'm so like our sons with the, the Father in heaven. Like praise God, praise God. So they're just like I want to be. I want to be good for both of them. But how do you do that? And then all his friends are coming in there and never heard a message. And so I was asking Lord, like, what do you want me to do with this, Lord? Like, please, like, have someone else do it. Like, find out that North Heights doesn't allow non people, non pastors to speak here for funerals. But no, they let me do it. So I had to do it. And there was like, the room was overflowing. There was like probably 600 people there. And, uh, I didn't know what, what I was going to do, but I ended up just praying and, and, uh, speaking and what I knew about this kid, just like what, what I've known about him, and most of these other kids knew it. And one of the one of the guys did a did a, a song about him, and they played a song that he he played that he uh, had ready for when he died for his mother about his mother and how much uh, this this son loved his mother. So. So I don't honestly I don't even remember what I said. I, I just but. The the Lord Lord uses you like I'm I'm not a speaker like I I like sweeping I like lifting heavy things I like doing that kind of stuff like I like helping people I don't like speaking in front of people but but you got it when the Lord wants you to do something you got to be ready like I sorry Paul I wasn't really ready today like I didn't write anything down but <laughs> but but if if you're living that day to day. You're learning the Lord's voice, like you're listening to Him day to day. Like you're cleaning your heart day to day. Like He's going to use you. He's going to use you for things that are way bigger than you. Like I still can't believe that what an honor it is to be a servant of the Lord. Like I'm His son, but at the same time I'm His servant. Like I got to do. When He gives you an order, you got to see it out. So you don't know the impact of what your orders are. What or you're just told to do. Like it's, it's, it's pretty basic when you get down to it. But at the same time, it, it's important. Like I, I, I need these times like this right now. Like worship, just getting filled up. Just at those those mountaintop experiences, and you need those valley experiences. You need them, you need them both, and the Lord works through both of them in different ways. So I just want to encourage you guys to get to get into mentoring. Just get into Having someone older than you, they don't have to be older, but maybe wiser than you, just someone that can just work in your life and get getting a couple key friends, just getting a small, I don't like saying small group, it's such a overused word, just get a battalion of buddies together like that you can, you can, you can talk to, that you can talk to what's going on in your life, and then get... And get someone, just that one guy like a, like a Paul or, or someone else that you can you can open yourself up to and you feel that can that can strengthen you, that can push you. Like Paul, he he pushed me when I, I didn't think I could do something. Like he he saw that I could do something. And even though I heard him say it, and I was like, no, Paul, I can't lead a... In my mind, I, was like, I can't lead a mission t- trip. Like, you're crazy, but why do you think I can do it? Like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Paul thinks I can do it. So I worked through it. You worked through someone else's... Encouragement. You work through someone else's uh, picture. <laughs> picture of yourself until you start doing it a while. And you, I still need that. I still need Sarah to tell me I'm the man. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I still need people to encourage me. But like the more you step out and the the, 
easier it gets, but then it, but at the same time, like the Lord makes it harder because it you're doing something different each time. So you still need to be tied to Him. So I wanted to uh, uh, just look at just do uh, one of my favorite things that. Well, it's not always my favorite thing, but one of my favorite things that I do consistently in the mornings, which I want to do with you guys tonight, is for um, just to look at your heart, look at where your heart's at, and uh, let me. I'm just gonna read uh, first, or not first. It's the only John 15. Two. He cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so that he, so that they will produce even more. That verse is talking about pruning to strengthen. And then Psalm Psalm 19. The first one is John 15. And this one's Psalm 19. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from all these hidden faults. Keep me from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Like I got, like man, I'm so blessed to just to know the Lord, but but I still got so much I got to work on. Like I'm not, I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not the perfect man. I got a long way to go. But what I do in the mornings and sometimes in the evenings or during worship, uh, I I want you guys to try and envision this with me now. Like I'll 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 take out my heart. And I'll just I'll just hold it out during the song of worship. And uh, uh, first I'll first I'll look at it look at it, and I'll see I'll see all these scars. And, and when I first started doing this, I saw some deep deep wounds on my heart, just some just some thorns sitting on it, and just all this just crap. And then uh, then the Lord would He'd come and grab it, and He'd just take it, and the thorns He'd He'd pull them out one by one, and and uh, the deep, the deep wounds, he'd he'd sew them up. Like if there's an open cut that's really bad, he'd sew it, and then he'd give it back to me. Then I'd do it again, and he'd take that that cut that he that he uh, sewed up, and he'd open it up, and he'd put some some uh, ointment on it to just to heal it. And then he'd give it back to me. Then I'd I'd come back another time, and I'd pull out my heart, and I'd I'd see it. Man, it's it doesn't look as dirty as it looked the last time. Like it's, it's getting stronger, and I give it to him, and and he just he just look at me just with a humongous smile. Just he just I can just feel the joy in his heart, and say thank you for coming back to me, Michael. Thank you for just uh, being with me uh, day in and day out. And and he and he uh, just he takes out his just a handkerchief and just starts waxing waxing my heart and making it shine. And but then I but then I don't I. I don't come back for a while and then I get more thorns in my heart and, and he comes and cleans it again and like he just continues to stay, do it like this is, I've been doing this for years and he just he, he never refused to take my heart and clean it like he no matter how long I'd be away from him or, or if I was there the day before like he'd take it and he'd, he'd clean me and up and just uh, he after he gave it back to me just he'd give me a hug he'd just uh, love on me just want to uh, pray with you guys right now about uh, your hearts. So you need a clean heart to to work for the Lord. You don't need a perfect heart. Like the Lord works through your, your mess ups, but uh, you do have to 
give your heart to Him. So Lord, I, Lord, I thank you so much for for being patient with us. Lord, I thank you so much for uh, being bigger than us, for cleaning our hearts. Lord, I ask that uh, you, right now you re- reveal our hidden faults, Lord. I, I ask that you show us sins that are lurking in our, deep in our hearts that we don't see, Lord. And I ask that you just you show us, Lord. You cleanse us, Lord. I thank you so much for cleansing our hearts, Lord. I ask that right now that there, there are people in this room that have uh, just sins that that are just so deeply interwoven with their heart, Lord. I say you just start start pulling it out, Lord. You'll get out your perfect surgeon's deep, sharp, extremely perfectly sharp knife and just start cutting away the sin that's in their heart, Lord. I ask that you you give everyone in this room full life, Lord. I thank you so much for for wanting each one of our hearts, Lord. I thank you so much for dying for us. Jesus, I thank you so much for bringing your Holy Spirit down here, Lord, and and moving through us. Lord, I ask that you just you you tear out the sins that you've cut out, Lord. I ask that now that you anoint those spots, those spots of pain in uh, these people's lives, that the emptiness. I ask that you anoint that spot to make it a spot of uh, new growth, Lord, and of new new strength. Lord, I thank you so much for taking our wounds and making them spots of strength. Jesus, I ask that you just uh, that you help us to to have others in our life that will grow us up. Lord, I thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Jesus, I ask that you show us how deep, how wide, and how long your love is for us. Lord, I ask that you make us trees of that have deep roots n- near the water, and we can be bold, strong trees in a desert land. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, as our roots will go down deep into your soil. Lord, thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What did you preach? What did you appreciate about what Mike shared? real from someone who lives it. Honest. Very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, humble emotions. Mm-hmm. Real loud so other people can hear. Anybody out there, what do you appreciate about what you heard? Sacrifice. is moved for others. Like perseverance. Sa- sacrifice, perseverance. Mm-hmm. Dependence on God. Dependence on God. I really see the Father's heart just in the actions. Like, I just like saw the Father. Saw the Father. Yeah. Working in Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through Him and with Him. And mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. Real. <laughs> yes. Down to earth. Down to earth. God's power. God can use anybody. anybody. Isn't that a wonderful message? You know, that you hear Mike. Did anybody say, I could do that? I could could do that. Because it seemed like God was setting him up. He set him up to lead him to the Lord. God gave him the things that he needed when he came to it. When he was sitting here at Communitas, I don't think that he said, I'll probably be doing funerals one day. (laughs) I'll probably be a chaplain. 
He's a construction worker who's winning people to the Lord and God is using to speak to humongous rappers. God's got something for us to do. He's got something. And my excitement in just hearing little bits of this in recent months and going to his wedding and seeing this father, seeing this father who was there, right? Wasn't it the guy that was in prison? He got off to go to the, go to the wedding and uh, seeing the influence that a regular person who gives himself to the Lord gets up, every morning isn't a brilliant one, but he's just following through, consistent, and then God decides, I'm, I'm, I can use him, I can use Mike. And he's saying the same thing about all of us, he's saying the same thing about you, you know, you're thinking, he couldn't use me in any spectacular way, because I'm not a speaker, I'm not, I'm not spiritual as other people don't have what it takes. Now that's a message that a lot of people give, that, that, they're, that they receive. You don't have what it takes. Well, apparently God thinks differently. So I'd like to pray that over you, that uh, just like we've heard today from Brooke, and then from Mike, that God really does want to use you. And I'll tell you, it's, it's so much more exciting than television. It's so much more exciting. I was an athlete all my life. I still consider myself an athlete. This is much more exciting. I love athletics, still do, but this is much more exciting. And my dad saw when I began to get a passion for God, from the time that I had a passion for sports and things turned and he was excited to see my passion for God because he had a passion for God and so God's looking for people the Bible says the heart God God's eyes are going to and fro over the whole earth seeking to show himself powerful on behalf of the heart that is right toward him it's not the heart that is talented not the heart that's spectacular. The heart's just open to him, saying, okay, go ahead. Pardon? Okay, I will. <laughs> Talking to you, Clint. And every one of you. And I want to pray for you now. I just want you to be open. I'm thrilled with what Brooke is doing. She was here for some time, and then now she's off to China. Now she's going on another one. And he's doing construction. In fact, he's going to do our construction here. He's going to lay a patio for us. Some of you guys... Huh? Don't have him paint. Don't have him paint. Okay. <laughs> Good word, Brad. <laughs> okay, let's believe now that this message gets home to you because I've talked to so many young people who just feel I can't do it. We're in fact going to have a meeting next Wednesday night right here with Jeff Palantine from the U who is so convinced about discipleship that he is taking about three guys and he's going to 
and disciple them for a year, and then they're going to disciple three more guys. And we want to get serious about that here at Communitas. So any of you, I've already talked to some of the leaders of Communitas, and they're going to come. But any of you that have a heart that's really open to what he talked about and willing to listen to somebody talk about discipleship, and perhaps you're willing to say, hey, I could take a couple people on, one or two, think about coming here a week from tomorrow. Father, thank you that you can put hope in our hearts that we could be used in ways that we never even dreamed of. Doing a funeral service, being a chaplain, ministering to people in a hospital, touching people that I can't even identify with, rappers. Father, you can do it any way you want to. And we want to say to you tonight that we are available. We're not all stars, but we're available. And our life is hid in Christ. And that's what makes us sufficient to you. And thank you that you are making us look more like Christ every day. Thank you for what you're doing in Mike. Thank you for his marriage to Sarah. We bless that wonderful union and what you're doing now for the two of them. I bless my friends here tonight that their heart may be radically open to be touched by you. Just let the Spirit now, just however it happens, just let the Spirit settle in on you. It may come as quiet peace. It may come as a word that He speaks to you. He may say something. Somebody's saying, not me. But God's saying, yes, you. Jeremiah said, I'm just a youth. Moses said, I can't talk. But when God comes, He's going to win. Win, God, in the lives of these young people here. I couldn't agree more with Brooke when she said something is happening, something powerful. God is raising up something. He's raising up an army. This is an end time harvest time. And He'd love to use you if you say, hey, I'm available. I'd like to sign up. Let His Spirit just come on you. He spoke to Margaret, my mother-in-law, when she was five years old. He never changed the message. He called her at the age of five. wait silently for for a few more seconds and then if there are people who are hearing words from the Lord either for yourself or for someone else and you want to share it you go ahead but we'll just wait now for another 30 seconds or so
I heard the Lord saying he's going to bring signs and wonders to Mike that he's waited. But a part of what you're going to do in the future will include signs and wonders. Be ready. Be open for it. Because God wants to use your touch. You work and you design things. You make things beautiful. You've done it at the Mall of America. But you're going to do it in people's hearts just like he has shaped your heart. And he's going to put your hands on people. And you're going to see powerful things. Other words that God is bringing tonight. Go ahead and speak out real strong. If you sense something. I see a, I see a picture of uh, someone uh, trying to trying to pitch, uh, jump through a, a door opening, but on the door opening, it's got that. Uh, it's kind of like a plastic where you can jump into it, but then it pushes you back out. And they just keep trying and trying and put just run as fast as they can through the store and they just they're in but then they get out and they're they just can't get in the store and then uh they're they're about to run up to the door again and uh someone comes on inside the door and and they just take a knife and they cut the thing open and they just walk right through easy so i i just i just pray if 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 this is you that you feel this is a message for you that that you'll just keep you just keep pushing on this this rubber door where you get in the door, and you, but then you get kicked out. If it's a job, if it's uh, school, you just keep pushing. You keep persevering and trust that someone else is going to open that door for you. I gotta thank you so much, uh, Lord, for this, for for helping us out, for just giving us encouragement to push on. Anybody else? Is anything too hard for me? The word is there's nothing that God cannot do. Um, along those lines, I feel like the Lord's saying it's easy to get our eyes on whatever obstacle might be for us, might be before us, or any circumstances or on our own inabilities, but He's just telling us to keep our eyes on Him, mm. greatness, and uh, those things will just go away. Keep your eyes on God and His greatness rather on your circumstances. So we lift our eyes tonight. We lift our eyes to your greatness, to your goodness. Anything else? Yeah, I heard something. Um, just be still and know that I am God. Like, I feel like you just wants to settle like a lot of stuff. I don't know. Just along the similar lines. Good. Be still and know that I am God. It's good to be still. I saw someone full of anxiety um, just not not wanting what the Lord has, not, yeah, anxiety. And, um, but I saw the Father just embrace them. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's what he's there for. Pray that. Father, I pray that you would come now 
with your spirit and testify to the truth of who you are as Father. Father, that your arms would embrace our anxious hearts, our wounded hearts. Father, come, come and embrace your children. God, we know well our own inadequacy, and sometimes we think a lot about it. And we make excuses or reasons why we couldn't do what you would want us to do, why we couldn't follow you. And I guess we're in good company because that's what many of the prophets did when you called them. They looked for reasons why you should call somebody else. Thank you that you're not wrong, that when you choose us, you know us, you know our failures, you know our inadequacies. In fact, you're going you're gonna to work right through the midst of that. We saw how in Mike's weakness you showed yourself strong, and you can work right in the midst of our weakness. So I want to bless you tonight. The Bible says that, that we have the power to impart peace. We can impart peace 